What is up? It's Ariel. Welcome back to the podcast. As you promised the podcast today, guys, I am so excited. Number one, it's been a while since we recorded, so I miss you all. But number two, I have my dear friend, Anna Grace, on the call. She is today's special guest. Anna Grace, if you just want to say hey to everyone listening. Hi, everybody. She is so sweet, you guys, and she has also been someone who has been part of this podcast journey because, uh, what was it, like, maybe it was my freshman year, or maybe maybe sophomore year, I can't even remember. Anna Grace, if you know when this conversation was, please cut in, but we were we just were talking just about... I think so, too. I have really bad memory, but we, we just had lunch because we... We get lunch pretty occasionally. Like, I'd like to see her because she has the best conversation. You guys will see that. Um, but we just got lunch and we were talking about like things that we were passionate about and things that we wanted to do because we're both in the same field of communications and creativity. And you guys will hear more from her about that. She's super creative and fashionable. Um, but I was just saying that I was like, I just really want to start a podcast and I just don't know if I should. I don't know if anyone will listen to it. I don't know what to do. And she was just the biggest encourager towards this podcast um and just its start and so now I feel like we've kind of come full circle to have you as a guest on this podcast because I was just talking about it in theory but then now it's actually here and you're here and this is just so exciting um so yeah just to kind of introduce Anna Grace or AG um she is the sweetest girl she goes to Liberty University with me she is also you're studying strategic communications right I'm actually studying integrated. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so she's in the communications field, but she's integrated, which is a different field from my major. Um, She runs this blog, and she gives fashion tips to men and women, and she also... Guys, she's a stylist. It's called AG The Look, and she's so cool. Um... And so she is just someone also who has so much joy and just loves the Lord and her friends so well. I wish you guys could meet her in person because you'd see her big smiling face and she's always there for a hug, wearing like the best shoes, carrying her Louis Vuitton bag. It's just, it's a vibe. So <laughs> I'm so honored to have you here today. Um, so I guess just asking you, besides my little wrap up, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, what are some things that you like to do? Um, where are you from? You know, what are you looking forward to this summer? How's quarantine been? Just give us the catch up, girl. Oh, my gosh. Well, before I go into that, I have to say that lunch was so much fun um, talking about our passions. Um, I think as creatives, it's really easy to doubt yourself and to think that, like, you're just kind of blending in with everybody else and you don't you don't really have that um edge to make yourself um I don't know what the word like known I guess um and so when you talk to another creative um who is a believer in the Lord and who just trusts that his plan is good and that he placed those passions in your heart for a reason um it's really a encouraging and confirming and affirming um and so Ariel starts talking about this podcast and I'm like girl okay she has this amazing job and she has a super difficult major and um she also has this amazing YouTube channel we were in the same online class and I had literally done zero video editing guys (laughs) that is not my calling um and she shows me this like how to make coffee video for a project and I was so taken back. I was like, what the heck? She's so talented. This looks so professional. I'm overwhelmed. Um, But she starts talking about this podcast, and she's like, I don't know. And, oh, my gosh, guys, she's just so cool, and she loves the Lord so much. And why wouldn't she need to make the podcast? Are you kidding me? Like, I've been listening to all of them. They're so fun. They're so sweet. And, um, wow, it is full circle to be asked to be on here. What an honor. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this for such a long time. Oh, AG. It's an honor to have you. I'm being serious. I know you are, and it's making me blush. <laughs> Especially, <laughs> I just love this girl, you guys. I, this is why I said she's so encouraging. Like, she really is. She's so affirming. 
I receive. I receive. Um, yeah, so a little bit about myself. Um, my name is Anna Grace. I have a double first name, and um, but all my friends call me AG. And uh, I grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta, and I have two older brothers, and they are the weirdest, funniest, most handsome, sweetest guys, and uh, I love them a lot. And um, I have my parents that just encourage me to uh, be obedient to the Lord, and it's amazing. It's uh, really sweet to just be with my family, um, especially during coronavirus. Um, my brothers are older, like I said, and so um, we've been spread out for such a long time. And so the fact that uh, the Lord kind of brought us together um, in the house uh, has been, wow, it's been an answer to prayer, and I can go into that mm-hmm. later. But yeah. anyways, um yeah, my mom uh, is the queen of hospitality and kindness and gentleness. Um, and my dad is probably the best example of obedience to the Lord in my life. Um, so I'm really blessed um, to call my family family. And I have a Labradoodle. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's amazing. Uh, she turned seven in August. And I love her a lot. Her name is Willow. Um hmm. Yeah, so I love, I'm like, I'm a girly girl, so I love clothes, I love fashion, um, I love music, I love uh, creating playlists, and um, I have a friend of mine that's also super into music, and we have the same taste, so we're always, uh, you know, exchanging music with one another, that was our quarantine promise that we would <laughs> share music I love with that. one another. Um yeah, oh my gosh, it's so fun. Um, I have dance parties at all times. I sing all the time. Um, so there you go. I'm like a little 12-year-old girl. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so in regards to what I like to do, I like to say that um, my favorite pastime is putting outfits together. So I like it better than Netflix. Um, wow. I have this Word document. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, I have this Word document on my computer, and I honestly, I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day. I really need to put on a flash drive just in case something happens to it. Um, it is good. the most important document document on my computer um but I have all my outfits on there um that I'll just come into my head when I'm on Pinterest or if I'm watching a tv show and an outfit kind of like sparks my I'm like oh my gosh like she looks so good I have pieces that could you know yeah work uh to get that outfit together and so I'll just jot it down and they'll transfer it to my word document um they're color-coded by weather type and uh yeah so I started making that uh at the end of high school and um freshman year uh, as I began to get blessed with just the sweetest community um I at Liberty yeah freshman year at Liberty um my friends started to take notice of my word document, um, and they were like, wait, what the heck is this? Um, I'm a very organized person, uh, and so they weren't really, like, shocked by it, but they were like, wow, like, fashion organization, AG, this is, like, the most new thing ever. Um, and at the beginning of sophomore year, well, actually, at the end of, no, yes, beginning of sophomore year, uh, I had a friend of mine ask me to put together some outfits for him, and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, like a dream I true. would absolutely love that. Yes, a dream come true, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I started having more people uh ask me to do it. And I ended up dialing around like nine people that first semester and wow. just going into their closets and uh, looking at what they have in there and uh, just putting together outfits. That way they didn't have to buy anything new. Um, and that's kind of what sparked this vision for AG the Look. Um, I was in an intro to graphic design class that semester, and we were supposed to put together a poster for an event. And so um, I was like, I'm going to do a styling consultation event. Um, and it was a fake thing, but we had to like design a poster for it. And I designed um, what ended up being my future logo of AG the Look, um, mm. which was super cool. But 
Yeah, so I designed the website uh, over Thanksgiving break, and then I'm praying about it all of Christmas break, which is like a month long. So praying about it and, um, you know, I, I really, I it's it's putting yourself out there, as you know, Ariel. So I, yeah. I really just wanted to do what the Lord had. And um, so I got in contact with a friend of mine that was a photographer, and I was like, I need to put, you know, kind of like put a portfolio together of the people that I styled before I do look was actually a thing. And uh, so we got a photo shoot together. Uh, the weekend we came back from Christmas break and then I launched Age the Look. Today is actually Age the Look six months. It's her half birthday today. Is it really? I love how we're, we're doing this podcast. Well, happy half birthday to Age the Look. She's going to have many more years to come. She's going to have like a thousand years to come. <laughs> She's going to be a legacy. I see it already. (laughs) I've literally never called her a she before. This is so funny. I always call the podcast a she or like the YouTube channel. I'll be like, oh, yeah, she's doing good. (laughs) People will be like, what are you talking about? I'll be like, oh, my podcast (laughs) or like my my YouTube channel. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So let's see. Where was it? Oh. So I launched AC The Look and um, my friends are so sweet and they want to support me. And so, you know, they, they start to hire me. Um, but AC The Look slogan is, I want to provide you uh, a brand new closet without having to buy anything new. And I always get like this huge, like look of shock when I say that. They're like, what? Um, <laughs> but I'm like, no, like seriously, it's just a fresh pair of good eyes. You know, I yeah. think it's easy for girls to be like, I'm out of all of my summer outfits and I don't want to wear the same thing again, you know, two weeks later. Um, so I'm going to go to Madewell or whatever and spend all this money for three new outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we're all balling on budgets, right? And so I oh, found that, that I, yeah, yeah. Um, a huge thing for me was like, I don't have money to spend on brand new outfits. I need to work with what I have. And so I kind of found out that I was kind of good at that. And so I wanted to bring that to my friends and, you know, for my flat rate, uh, you can get 35 new outfits, um, instead of spending all this money at like all these stores, you know, you can spend my flat rate and get way more. Um, and it's stuff that you already have. It's personal. It's authentic. Um, and that's a value for, that's a value, um, for myself. And that's a value for, um, age you to look is authenticity. If, you know, I'm telling you to wear it and you don't feel like you, oh my gosh, like, don't wear that. Are you kidding me? It's personal style Mm. for a reason. Um, but yeah, that's, that's me. That's my family. Um, I love clothes and I love Jesus a whole lot. And, uh, in church this morning, they were like, if you're, you know, in obedience and you're one day just going to ask yourself, like, how did I get here? And, um, it's completely the Lord. It's completely his grace. Um, and it's completely his perspective that, um, has gotten me here with you, Ariel. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. I love, you know what? I love bringing people on here though, who are passionate about so many different things and connected all to Jesus because I think I think it's so hard for like you said for number one to be a creative person to be unique and to be individual but then also number two you know to understand that our creativity and our gifts that we have come from the Lord and it's like how can we use those gifts to serve him and glorify him and I think sometimes people don't think that we can you know they think that the only way to be serving the Lord or working for the Lord is if you're specifically in ministry but like I see you loving Jesus and serving others and loving them by being like, you know what? I love clothes and God gave me this ability and gift to like love outfits and love clothes and love people. So like, let me combine them and do it in a way that's authentic, you know, that doesn't require much money from them and just requires who they are and what makes them feel comfortable and what makes them feel, you know, like themselves and unique. And I I love too how... I like, you know, stalk your Instagram page because I'm a huge fan, but I love how every outfit is so different. And I, I think that sometimes stylists will try to put people into outfits that they think is style, but fashion is so subjective that I love how you definitely like encompass, encompass that 
on your podcast. I mean, what am I saying? On your Instagram. And you're talking about it on the podcast. And that's, I think, what's really cool about AG The Look. And then also, too, I just want to say that when you're talking about your Word document of all your outfits, that just reminded me of, I know you've seen this movie. You've definitely seen this movie. Of Clueless and her, her wardrobe. Her, like, little screen. And she's getting ready. And she's like, what outfit to wear? Oh, my gosh. That is Clueless? so funny that you say that. No, no, no. That is so funny that you say that. Because if you go to my website... Okay. And the first thing that you see is, you know, my slogan, my, my mission statement. Yes. You scroll down just a little bit, and there's this huge quote um, that a friend of mine, a client, said. And it was like, it's like um, Cher's, you know, magic closet. And I'm not, I'm not even quoting my own, my own quote that's on my website correctly. <laughs> but it's like, it's like Cher's closet and clueless, you know, age of the look makes that dream a reality. Um, that's exactly what she equated it to was oh, the little that. tiny screen that helps her already have, you know, outfits together so that way she doesn't have to stress in the morning. That's exactly what what I provide to my clients is that it's on a Word document. It's on a Coolio, you know, little screen, but um, it's on a Word document. And uh, that is so funny that you say that. And it's also funny because I made my brother watch it yesterday. <laughs> oh, as you should, as you should. I love Clueless, one of my favorite movies. But I love everything from the early 2000s. So, <laughs> yes, did you know that she literally, she wore 60 outfits? I believe it. Her wardrobe is insane. But I love how her outfits are coming back, too. You notice that? Like, the clueless 90s, early 2000s are coming back. It was, like, the 80s and 70s last year. But I love that. You know? I love... I'm like, okay, any... Oh. And the tennis skirts? I just bought one. I'm dying. I can't wait to wear it. Oh, my gosh. Wait, no. I saw that on your YouTube video. Yeah. (gasps) Yes. Guys, oh see gosh. what I mean? It's AG so is cute. just such That's a supporter. Cool. <laughs> She's so supportive. So I'm really not. Okay, oh my gosh. I literally watched your car video the other day, and then I, I went outside, and I washed my car. You're so... I saw you text me that, and I was like, you're so cute. I have to, I have to wash my car again, though. I trashed it again. I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm so messy. Girl... It's okay. Everybody it's has okay. Content. It'll be content, you know? <laughs> so kind of just diving in into fashion and your love for fashion. I have a question for you because I, I'm super girly too. I love clothes. But as a Christian woman, I also struggle with modesty. And I, I know I'm not the only one. So for you, how do you kind of find that line from being fashionable, but then also being modest like where do you how do you set you know those distinctions is there anything that you do specifically is there anything that you won't wear or for clients like how do you style them or how does that kind of play into your love for fashion and outfits oh my gosh love this question um so I'm gonna be real right now please Um, please do and yeah absolutely so in high school whenever I heard the word modesty I would just kind of like roll my eyes not I would too (laughs) yeah okay so I would roll my eyes because Uh this is this was my um my wow worldview is like a huge (laughs) this is my perspective this was my perspective on it that's the word my perspective on modesty was um I should be able to wear whatever I want and it's on the other person to not you know look at me that way or whatever like sorry that you know because I went to a, I went to a public high school and so that, you know, you weren't allowed to wear spaghetti straps. I'm like, sorry that my right. shoulder, blah, 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 is like distracting right. or, um, you know, that that's on them. Like that's their issue. Like I shouldn't have to dress so that other, somebody else can like control themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my perspective. And yeah. so when I heard about the dress code at Liberty, you know, once again, I rolled my eyes, but then I, I started talking to people that actually were going there and they were like, well, really all you, you just can't wear shorts really. That's it. And like tube tops. And I was like, well, I don't wear tube tops. So number one, that's not an issue. And then number two shorts, that's kind of weird, but okay, whatever. 
so I wasn't as like ah about it. Um, and so your first night as a freshman on a, if you're living on a hall, they go over um, the dress code um, with the girls on the hall. And my RA um, began to talk about modesty. And, you know, once again, the, the eyes, you know, rolled, rolled back. And she put it in a way that changed my, <clears throat> changed my perspective on modesty forever. Um, mm-hmm. And she said that the way that you are dressing, um, you know, the person that you could potentially, like, be tempting, um, that's your sister in Christ's future husband. That's somebody's future husband. And why would you want to get in the way of his growth, his um, pursuit of holiness um, for your sister? And that changed everything for me. I was like, oh my gosh, it's not about you. Hmm. It's about the kingdom. And um, so I don't roll my eyes at modesty modesty anymore, really. Um, I think that it is um, treating somebody as the way that you would want to be treated. Um, Hmm. It's it's loving one another. It's being being selfless. Um, So, yeah, when it comes to dressing, uh, I'm not trying to (laughs) have some denim shorts that have your booty cheeks hanging out. Like, nobody wants to see that. (laughs) First of all, that is not cute, nor is it flattering. Um, (laughs) But second of all, it's just kind of, like, gross. Um, (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) You're like, I just, um, no. (laughs) It's just absolutely not. Um, So, yes, I... If we want to get really technical with shorts, I always size up. Um, I love sizing up in my shorts. I think it's more flattering on the leg. Um, and you're not going to have, you know, as much exposure because I think denim shorts are really hard these days to find um, a good pair that are modest. Um, and I even, I size up in my, in my like running shorts, my Patagonia shorts. Um, and I love it. They're just more comfortable. Um and yeah, I'm really honestly trying to think. Like, could you give me an example of like, I don't know, when I'm dressing somebody else, nothing's really coming to mind except for <laughs> booty shorts. <laughs> She's like, that's just my one thing. I'm like, no, no, no. If you wear that, you, you can't. I'm sorry. AG the look does not approve booty shorts. <laughs> No, they're not cute. Sorry. I just, I just remember like, no girl, I'm with you. I love a good pair of like high rise, like mom shorts. (laughs) And it's, I feel like, you know, like the, I love like baggy clothes too. I'm, I don't know. I just am not like the type of girl who can feel confident walking around my booty cheeks out, my stomach out, my shoulders out. And like, if you are confident that way, you know, like... I'm happy for you, but for me, I can never. But then also, I love I love what you said about modesty. It's not for yourself. It's for other people. I think that's just such a good principle in life, too. You know, not just for modesty, but why we do certain things. It's like, because it's not really about yourself. It's about other people and loving other people. Um, and I, I think even in the specifics of modesty... Um, I feel like you're having a hard time giving some because I think it's hard to be like to give strict examples of like you should not wear this or you should not do this because I also think that modesty and you can disagree but I I feel like it's a a heart issue and I also feel like it ranges from different people you know like if you are a Christian woman um, you really have to ask yourself like does this outfit and what am I wearing like does this glorify Jesus and like is this some also is this something that I'd walk into a church with you know <laughs> I feel like if if you wouldn't walk into the church and like you wouldn't be seen by the people that you respect like you know the body of Christ then why would you just be wearing it out and about because I also feel like that's kind of 
a little bit of hypocrisy and like you know i understand you does you dress different for different occasions but like if you go to church and you wear like a cute you know fun little outfit and then you're not in church and you go the far extreme of wearing like a tiny tube top booty shorts everything's hanging out like that i i just feel like that's kind of living a double life and it's like well if you wouldn't feel comfortable wearing that at church or even in front of your parents or in front of someone you love and respect then like why would you feel comfortable just wearing it when you feel like no one's around outside or like with your with your guy friends or whatever outside like i feel like that's i don't know i just feel like it's it's a little it's a little hypocrite it's a i don't i just i don't know i think that's sometimes too when people you know talk about christians and and modesty like i i think that modesty is such like a spectrum and i also say that too knowing that i'm like you and i are both really small girls and like i don't know about you but i don't have a lot of curves so i can wear a lot of things like tank tops and stuff i will wear a tank top to church and i can get away with it because i have nothing there so it's not like a distraction versus i have friends with you know like who are like voluptuous and they do have curves and they wear stuff like that it's a distraction and men are like whoa like look at her because she's beautiful and she has a great body and so I'm like well of course and I think that's also hard too with modesty like having that distinction between what you can wear and what you can't wear and I think that's why I'm, I'm so like careful to say like you can't wear this because I, I'll wear it because I'm a stick and I have nothing and like you know no one has ever said that's this is a distraction or this is inappropriate and like I asked I always ask my parents too I'm like is this okay um because I think also like with modesty if you are questioning your outfit if you're like is this appropriate it's probably it's probably safer to say maybe not <laughs> and that's what I was gonna say I think you said it best like it's a heart issue and yeah. so I know, like, they're, like, I remember sometimes in high school, like, I would be walking around and kind of, like, questioning, and then I would always be, like, thinking about myself and thinking about, like, oh, my gosh, like, is somebody looking at me? Is somebody not looking at me? Like, do I look good? Do I, and that is, it's selfish, you know? Like, that's that's not where our our head and our heart should should be. and so I love, I love that you said it's a heart issue. And the other thing that you said about different body types, absolutely. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's different for everybody. Um, and so I think that's what, you know, that could make dress codes difficult um, for a lot of people. Um, I remember all the time, I, I mean, I went to a private Christian school like K through eight and all of the, all of the tall girls would be like, well, I'm, I'm different. Like I'm tall and all of this stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a hard issue. And, um, honestly, talk to God about it. Like if you have a question, if you are struggling with, um, I want to wear this, but I feel like people would disapprove. Like God cares about literally everything in your life. Like seriously, yes. Um, yeah. And so, it's not silly for you to sit down and talk with God about modesty and about what you should and should not wear. Like I just, I don't think that's silly. I think that He genuinely cares and that He's actually super excited to talk to you about something that is on your mind and um, something right. that you're passionate about. And I think, I also think that God loves it too. Like what you said, he wants to hear. I think he loves too that you want to just incorporate what he wants for you and, and his desires for you, not only inside in your soul, but like outside in your life as a declaration towards him. You know, like being like, hey God, like what, what should I wear to glorify you and to be modest? And I think that's so cool. And like to even better phrase what I was saying earlier about like, you know, would you wear this outfit in certain places? I guess a better question is if you were wearing this outfit and you, like someone that you really respect saw you or bumped into you, would you feel embarrassed or would you feel, you know, awkward in your outfit? Would you be like, oh, I shouldn't have worn that? Because I think, you know, if you, 
if you feel those, if that, if that ever comes across your mind, you're like, I don't know about this outfit. Better safe than sorry. Because I think, too, like you said, there's so many ways to style clothes. And I think even with certain outfits, if there's something like, I say, I say like, I say for me with the rule of modesty is sometimes I pick one. You know, if I'm wearing a tank top, I'll wear pants so it balances out, you know, or I'll wear a long skirt, like a maxi skirt. Or if I'm wearing, um, like shorts, then I'll do like a t-shirt so it's not too much skin. I don't know. Just balance it out. Change out the outfit. Try to get a little bit more creative, um, incorporating modesty, which I think is sometimes a hard thing about being modest as well, which is why some people struggle with it because fashion trends nowadays aren't necessarily modest. And so it's easy just to be like, oh, I want to wear that outfit and then wear it. But it's harder to be like, okay, how do I style this in a way that's cute, but it's still something that's modest um, and glorifying to the Lord. So, I mean, in those regards, just with styling and like swapping out pieces to make more modest, like what's your advice on that or what's your take on that? Or, I mean, what do you even tell clients if they're like, hey, girl, I want to cover up more and I don't want to wear this, you know? So from a stylist perspective. Um, well, the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, just because it's trendy doesn't really mean like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's for you. Um, and so modest or not, you know, um, and so I think the first, the first question to ask yourself, um, you know, if you choose to get it and you want to try like try it on and look yourself in the mirror and say like, does this, does this feel like me? And even like, is this comfortable? Um, like get technical as that, um, go, go beyond if it's modest or not, like, is this actually comfortable? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm telling my clients left and right. Like if you do not feel like you don't wear it, like you never know, um, who you're going to meet, um, you know, especially being in college, like you meet all kinds of people all the time. Um, and so you never know who you're going to meet and mm-hmm. you never know, um, how much, uh, attention is going to be asked of you, um, in a conversation or maybe, and, and so if you're, you know, consistently fidgeting with your clothes, um, it doesn't look professional and your mind is going to be elsewhere. Um, so yeah, yeah, but, uh, let's see if you really want to wear, I don't know, like a tennis skirt, like those can be, those can be short, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I mean, you said like put on a t-shirt and like make sure, you know, maybe like a little, a boxy or I I don't know. You don't have, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I'm, I don't really know. Uh, it's, it's whatever is glorifying to the Lord. Um, talk to him about it. And if you're comfortable, I'm not saying, you know, go cover your body completely up. Right. Well, cause yeah, cause we're not, we're not saying that we're saying like fashion is fun. You can have fun. You know, you can wear things that are flattering to your body. I that's I just want to put that out there just for the viewers to make sure that we know we are we are not here for you guys just to wear paper bags and cover up your body. You know, wear things that are flattering and make you look pretty, make you feel pretty and you feel confident in. You know, like please do. I think that's like the whole purpose of wearing fun, beautiful clothes to begin with. To express yourself and to feel great and feel confident. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, thank you for your little take on modesty because I, I don't know, I've always just, I kind of have always just struggled with talking about it because it's just such, it's just one of those topics in the church that are just so controversial because I think it's so personal. Um, but you did a great job. And I love, I love what you said, what you quoted from your RA. I think that's such a great perspective that we should all have. Um, yeah, I was telling you, like, it changed everything for me. I love that, what you said in that perspective. Um, but I guess kind of just str- going away from clothes and fashion and modesty and all that stuff, I want to just talk about you, AG, um, and just allow them to get to know you even more. So 
you said a little bit about how um, your family coming together during quarantine was such a God thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so like I said, I have two older brothers, and so it's been, we've been, uh, one of them is about to graduate physical therapy school, so that's like wow. a three-year-long program. Um, and so his last, like, clinical rotation was here um, in my little suburb of Atlanta. And so he's gotten to, I mean, he's been in Florida, he's been in Virginia, he's been in South Carolina. Um, and so his last one happened to be here. And so he was able to stay um, at home with us. And then uh, my other brother lives 20 minutes down the road. And he was with a bunch of uh, roommates in this house. And um, he is a, uh, he said he'd set design for film. Uh, in school and so he has worked um, and you know the film industry is huge in Atlanta and so he works as production assistant um, for all of these like uh, like Lionsgate, Tyler Perry like stuff like that Um, but family is so cool you guys are all so cool and yeah and that's isn't that fun like like I think it's it's hard like I know I know many of my friends um or what I've what I've heard is that you know their their parents kind of tell them okay like no this is this is fine but like this would be better like um like to have parents that encourage you to just follow what the Lord has for you I mean why would you why would you not want <laughs> what God mm-hmm. has for you? His plan is the best every single time. Um, sorry, that was just a little tangent. I just love my parents so much. They're so encouraging. Um, but, yeah, and so with, so let's see, summer started. I mean, it's differentiating between quarantine and summer is so weird um, because nothing changed for me. <laughs> but yeah. um, I, okay, I'll back up and do this. So, I have worked for a lifestyle design blogger um, here uh, where I live. She was 10 minutes um, from me, and I've worked for her for the past four consecutive summers, and it has been amazing, and I learned so much, and she taught me so much. Um, She's great. But uh, I felt the Lord just call me uh, away from that and to travel for this summer. Um, And so he had um, a couple of weddings and uh, uh, my brother's graduation. And then I also applied and got into uh, this uh, conference that was going to be held in Jerusalem. And Mm. I got to, uh, I was accepted to go be a volunteer, a hospitality volunteer for this conference and meet all of these uh, economic, Christian economic executives from 39 different countries. And I was so stoked to just like hear what the Lord was doing in all of their countries and it's hospitality and I just, I love people. So I was just really stoked. And then my dad was going to be able to come. He was asked to be a panelist. Mm-hmm. And so we were going to stay after the conference and just like be in Jerusalem together. And so we were actually supposed to leave on the 16th. Obviously that got canceled with the pandemic, mm-hmm. but so, so it was crazy because the Lord called me away from a job that I, I loved so much to then travel to then nothing. And um, and when I say nothing, like, I mean nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, no job. Um, you know, I he was sweet to let me go to the beach. I In North Carolina, I did not think I was going to be able to go to the beach. You have to take a ferry to get there. And so, and the state runs the ferry, and so it was going to be closed. Um, but it opened, and... They had social distancing on the ferry, and um, it was awesome. Like, I got to go to the beach, my favorite place on the planet, tied with Liberty. Liberty and the beach, any beach, are my favorite <laughs> Liberty beach. on the planet. Liberty and the beach. Um, and, yeah, so that was amazing. But, yeah, so it's been complete uh, chill, chill mode here. Um, but, so... 
Benjamin, the physical therapist, he came and uh, moved in with us for the beginning okay. of summer. When is the last time you guys have all you have all lived together? Um, when Ben would come home for summers in the in call in like undergrad. So, so it's been uh, a while. like four years ago. Wow. Yeah, like four years ago. Until we've all, and I mean, Connor isn't even, he doesn't even like live here, but he right. comes over all the time. Um, and like we went to the pool the other day, and I'm like, I don't remember the last time we went to like a neighborhood pool together. Like, uh, <laughs> it's just been, it's just been crazy. But it's more one of the because you feel like you're getting old. You're like, wait, when is the last time I even hung out with my siblings? And you're like, wait. <laughs> It's like 12 years. Super weird. It's super weird. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I have just always um, wanted to just be a family um, that just, you know, prays together at the drop of a hat and um, that just, you know, lives in community with one another and, like, stays in community. And uh, for a while, I just felt like it was pretty feeling pretty distant um and I mean we were physically distant so that's kind of easy to feel that we were distant um and so one of my one of my prayer requests all sophomore year um was opportunities to pray over my family members um just just to like just whether it's on the phone call whether it's over Thanksgiving like to just at the drop of the hat just like you know what like Let's pray. Um, and so the Lord called me away from all of this stuff. And uh, I was like, okay, like, what do I do? Like, what am I supposed to do for like five months? At what's happening? Um, and in his faithful, in his perfect timing, he revealed to me why I wasn't supposed to be really doing anything, why I was supposed to have so much freedom in my schedule. Um, My brother was having some questions and I, about his faith and I was able to uh, suggest going to the book of Romans together. Um, And, um, he said yes, and then the other one said yes, and so we've been reading Romans together, which has been amazing. And wow. uh, I have had several opportunities through quarantine, through this summer, um, to pray at the drop of the hat, and mm-hmm. it hasn't even been me leading it. Like yeah, leading chills, girl. <laughs> um, my wow. mom, my mom did it the other night. She was like, you know what? Let's just pray. Um, and like all five of us around the dinner table, like just praying. Um, wow. And that was just a huge answer to prayer. And, you know, he is so faithful and I have been able to say that. Okay. So like 2019, God put me on this just amazing trajectory of just pursuing holiness and just pursuing his heart and him drawing me closer um, and just leading me into a life of obedience and dependence and humility um, and surrender. And um, that was all sweet. And at the same time, my circumstances were amazing. And I can tell you, like, completely honest, like, I did not have a hard season from January 2019 until March 2020. Wow. And I know that's just a, that's a huge <laughs> blessing from the Lord. I mean, nothing was perfect, but my circumstances, they were pretty awesome. Yeah. And to go from that to absolutely, like, no plan, no community, just, it was so weird. And, um, yeah. So, okay, wait, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that? Okay, so 2019. Let's use some backtrack. We're talking in 2019. I literally knew this was going to happen. The Lord is faithful. That's what you're talking about. I don't know if that helps. The Lord is faithful. Yes. Wow. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Um, So 
I used, you know, I would say the Lord is faithful and all of my circumstances are, you know, him, him being faithful. Um, he has been faithful in this season in a completely different way. Um, my circumstances are not ideal. It's been a very hard season for me. And then for him to be faithful in no schedule to bring my family together. And like, that is, that is not something that I expected, but oh me, oh my, (laughs) like he is still faithful. Um, and so I just, I wanted to, I wanted to make that differentiation because I know I would maybe be listening to this and being like, oh, like she can say that he's faithful because everything is like good around her. Um, Right. Right. And that's just not it. Like my circumstances are, they're, they're fine. Like I'm healthy, praise the Lord. Um, but it's been so, it's been tough. Um, mm-hmm. but he is faithful because of his word and yeah. because of his beautiful and perfect timing. Um, yeah. it's more time for me to love my family and to, to say over myself, like, it's not about you. It's not about you. Um, and to just have this time with my brothers, it's, I, I, I didn't think I would ever have it. And, um, it's, it's been, it's been really, really good. Um, so yeah. I love that. I mean, I, I think that's something that so many people need to hear that the Lord is faithful. Um, and it, it, it doesn't mean, you know, that it's all sunshine and butterflies and life is how you, how you want it. Like you're talking, but the Lord is faithful through it all. And it, it, his faithfulness looks different, I think, than sometimes how we expect and set our expectations. Um, and I love that you talked about that. And it, it kind of like ties into to why this podcast is named, you know, As He Promised, because I always say, I'm always like, I always say to people and they probably think it's so annoying, but I'm like, God doesn't answer every prayer request, but he always upholds his promises. Um, and I think, you know, when we like really look into that, it's kind of frustrating because we're like, well, I want him to answer my prayer request, but it's like, I think it's even more in that, that God knows, you know, what we need. He knows how to provide and he promises that he will in the way that he knows is best for us as children. Just like his characteristics never change. He's always been faithful, you know, and he will continue to always be faithful. But for us, like as human beings, I feel like we expect it to look a certain way that we want or what we desire, but it's like, no, you know, God is faithful as he has always been faithful in his own identity. Um, and that even through the bad parts of life, he's still faithful and he still provides, um, and that he's still in control. And I, I just love, I just got chills when you were talking about how like, you know, all your plans got, got canceled and you're at home and, and you got to do this Bible study with your parents and it just remi- and your brothers. And it just reminds me of like those stories where, where, um, like I just watched this one movie, I Still Believe, um, with KG Appa, and it was about Jeremy Camp and his wife. Oh, gosh, girl. <laughs> Waterfalls. But it just, it's just such a good picture of God's faithfulness, her saying, like, God is faithful, and that if I had to go through all this just for one girl, one person to know Christ, it was worth it, and God is still faithful, like... That just, you know, shatters the expectation of what we think faithfulness from God is and and how we like want him to be and how we demand for him to act. And it just proves that like God is so good and his timing is so perfect and and it doesn't have to fit into, you know, what we desire. And sometimes like what if all this stuff just got canceled just for you to have this Bible study with your family and just for you to go grow closer spiritually. And it's the same kind of practice. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean that just having that like rested assurance in God's faithfulness that you have, even if it didn't play out, life didn't play out on the way that you wanted to or expected to, I think it's just such, such a beautiful perspective to have. Um, and it kind of just brings me to a question that I ask every single guest on this podcast, which is what is a promise of God that you've been holding on to, or that has encouraged you, um, in your life or recently in your life? And how has that been looking? Um, in your life and your actions and like how has that been playing in yeah wow okay that was a word ariel that's so good um i love how you brought in <laughs> expectations um i would say that is a huge thing that i have been wrestling with um mm. is that literally the 
only thing that we can place expectation on is for the Lord to be faithful. Oh, and um, for the Lord to be the fulfiller of his promises. Um, and how do you know those? It's by reading your word and the right. word, not yes. So yeah. um, in Second Peter 1, verse 3, it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Mm. And I have seen that to be true. Wow. Um, His word, it blows my mind that the Bible is so old, but it is so alive and so active. Like, it answers 2020 questions. Like, that just blows my mind. Go off, AG. Go off. I'm telling you, the Bible is good for you. It is a sticker on the front of my Bible. It is pink because why would it not be pink? Mm -hmm. It says the Bible is good for you. And I stick it on there because sometimes in my human self, I forget. I forget because I'm lazy or I'm tired or I'm not feeling it. Oh, my gosh. The Bible is so good. It is so supernatural. And that is the promise that I have been resting in from the Lord is, and I love that you asked this question. It's so good. Um, If I didn't have the word, I feel like I would just be in this lonely, afraid, scary, cold um, cocoon of my own self. And the fact that I can step out of that cocoon and go to something that is unmistakable and that is every single book is full of his victory, ultimate victory being salvation in him. Like the fact that we have that gift, the fact that we have that whenever we want um, is unreal. And we need to leverage that. Um, and take advantage of that. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. And so when we don't have the word of God, we're going in without a weapon. We're going against the enemy, against the world, against coronavirus, without a weapon. And when we have our weapon, when we know who God says that we are, when we know what his promises are about who he says that he is, and when we read those empathetic words from Psalm from King David, who is not always feeling it, um, and who makes a myriad of mistakes, um, the fact that we have that guy to be like, oh my gosh, me too, like that is so powerful. Um, and I didn't start faithfully reading my Bible until 2019, um, and it has changed my faith. Yes, at forever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if a non-believer is listening and they're like, wait, a Christian doesn't read their Bible, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so real. Like, my Bible yeah. sat on my, my you know, my, my nightstand all of high school. Like, I was so stagnant in my faith mm-hmm. in high school. Never went off. Girl, the path. Weird. So never. Yeah. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you open it, doesn't matter your motivation. In my opinion, doesn't matter your motivation of opening your Bible. As soon as you start reading, the Holy Spirit, like, there's just going to be the supernatural hunger for more. Mm. Um, Do you ever, I don't know if, if you're like this, but sometimes I read my Bible and I just know that what I was reading was a word for me. And I just cry because I'm like, this is a love letter from God. You know, like I, I just, what you said, it's so living and alive. Sometimes I just read this and I, I just can't help but cry. I'm like, I know this is for me, God. This is exactly what I need to hear. He is. He is. And I love that you said too, as Christians, a lot of us are, are stagnant in our faith and don't read our Bible. And that is something that's such a shame. And that, you know, once you start, like your eyes truly are open and you truly grow. That's like the way for you to grow in your faith. You need to know, because also if, like you said, um, and I love that you've been saying all this cause I'm just like nodding my head along. You can't even see me, but I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But 
like my journey in my Bible during quarantine is seeking out who is God? Who does he say he is? You know, what is what, what are names that he calls himself? How does he do this? How does he do that? And just getting to know him personally and growing in that. You know, and for you to say, like, if you want to know God's character, read his his book, his Bible. Like, that is so true. That is truth right there. And I'm so glad that you're saying this. You want to know why else you should read your Bible? If you, if your love language is words of affirmation. Oh, me. Oh, me. Oh, my. Yeah. You are in for a treat. You yes. are in for a whole dessert. Yes. It's so lovely. Yeah. It's so, it's so good. You know, I've never gotten a love note, but I have one right there from the Bible. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Another of I, sister. Well, actually, you know what? I have gone to them, but nothing you actually, it's like from middle school. So that doesn't even count. Nothing you ever will get as a love note will compare to the love that God has for you in that book. Come on. It's true. It's true. It's read. So, you're starving yourself if you don't read your Bible. Yeah. And also, you know, the way that he just describes us, like the way that we, these lowly, dirty human beings who mess up all the time in the Bible are still described as his beloved, as forgiven, as redeemed. It's like, wow. Because if you truly read the Bible for what it is and you read the things that are included in the Bible, like especially in the Old Testament, and you're like, these people did this? It just even blows your mind even more, the gift of salvation. And you're like, God forgave those people. You know, God still loves those people. God forgave me. God forgives you. And I I think it's funny because some people say, like, I'm too bad to come to God. But I'm like, you have not read the Bible then. Because there is some saucy, bad stuff in there. And you're like, what the heck? And God still says that he offers forgiveness to anyone who who is willing to accept that gift. I love that you just said saucy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm feeling that. I mean, it is saucy. Like, you read it? Yeah. I'm like, oh, what? Sometimes I read it too. Like, I, I read my Bible in my mind and it plays out like a reality TV show because I'm, I'm a visual learner. And it just makes me, like, even more just be, like, horrified by what I'm reading. I'm like, oh. Oh my gosh, they did this? The Israelites did what? And it's like, but I think also too, we sometimes simplify or we we read some of the things that we read in the Bible and we read it as like fairy tales or stories and we don't actually think that these are real life people doing real life things. And when we do, then the magnitude of his grace and forgiveness is so much more, you know? Hmm. My heart is beating so fast right now. Like, seriously, his grace is sufficient. His grace is overwhelming. His presence is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. AG, so my... I love this, too. We were even talking for an hour, so I'm just... I'm decided that you need to come back for another episode. That's... It's said. It's done. Uh, okay. We need a part <laughs> I will not say no to that. <laughs> So, for wrapping up this episode, because we are in an hour, and guys, AG's going to be back. It's already decided on air, so I can't take it back. Um, My last question is, for those listening, what is one piece of advice that you would give them? Uh, Read your Bible. (laughs) Oh, amen. Um, Yeah, read your Bible. Um... And pray boldly and specifically because he cares. Mm, I love that. Pray boldly and specifically because he cares. What a word. You guys, I'm so honored to have AG on the podcast. And I feel like we've been talking for five minutes, but it's already been an hour. So <laughs> my friends will tell you they're not surprised. I'm not surprised either. You know, we always have really good conversation and I'll be like, oh, shoot girl it's been four hours but I just want to say once again thank you for being on this podcast it's been such a blessing and an honor to have you and I'm so excited to have you back now that we've already decided um <laughs> so you guys please 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 follow and check out AG on Instagram AG the look um her own personal Instagram all the stuff will be linked in the description box she's seriously such a talented creative fun loving Jesus loving person um and just seeing her on your feed will just bless your day I know it does for me um 
And also, if you have anything specific that you want to ask her or talk about, shoot me a message on the podcast, Instagram, as you promised the podcast um, on Instagram, or you can even DM her directly. And if you want to just message me, we can talk about it on air next time in an episode. Um, AG, any final words? Thank you for having me. You're the coolest person I know. And it's such a humbling experience. Stop. Stop calling me cool. It's going to go to my head. I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm cool. And I'm really not. Um, But it's always such a blessing. And once again, thank you for being on this episode. AG, we will talk soon. You'll be back soon. I already know it. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I love you, girl. Oh, I love you too. Bye, girl. Bye.